Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast about running, fitness, and all things health-related. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I'll present you a new episode that is of interest to all runners. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 23. Hiring a running coach is becoming more and more available to us regular runners. Maybe you thought that you weren't the type that a running coach would be interested in helping or maybe you thought that it just wasn't available to you as a regular runner. You thought, oh, I'm slow. A running coach would never be good for me. Why would I do it? Well, there's a lot of reasons to hire a coach. Maybe a coach can help you with your form. Maybe your form is off. With improper form comes injuries, and that is one of the huge reasons to hire a coach. Or maybe there's a big race you want to do, but you've been too intimidated by it. Wouldn't having a running coach in your corner help you gain the confidence to be able to tackle that race and to finish it? I think there are lots of reasons to hire a coach. And today, Julie Benson, who's a professional running coach, joins us and explains all the great reasons to hire one. She also tells us her history, which is really fascinating. So we can hire coaches virtually, which is a lot more accessible and affordable to us regular folks or you can hire one in your area in every area there are running coaches available so let's listen to what Julie has to say as a professional and take it away Julie today I want to welcome Julie Benson to the show hi Julie Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I wanted to ask you the question I want to talk to you about. Is it important for a regular runner to hire a coach and what benefits it would be? But first, I want to find out a little bit about you. When did you first realize that you love to run? Oh, to run, I I just am a very competitive person. And mm-hmm. so I know you probably hear this maybe frequently, but you know, it all started in gym class in elementary school and I just wanted to beat all the boys and, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I, I knew that I liked to race. And then, um, I grew up in a military family and I was fortunate to have some pretty intelligently planned, um, track, um, clubs, I guess you would call them. Um, for young kids and I was able to race, you know, sparingly through elementary school and middle school. And then I began running competitively, um, on a regular basis in high school. What a nice opportunity then. Yeah, I know. I was very lucky. Very good. So then you were able to compete in the 1996 Olympics in LA. Is that right? Um, they were in Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta, Atlanta. I was thinking of LA. Sorry. Atlanta. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was, you know, not, not necessarily um, the the conventional path. I was certainly not somebody that you would have picked out in you know in the NCAA ranks saying, "Oh, this girl's going to make the Olympic team." Um, mm-hmm. I was oh I had, I was happy with my college career and I enjoyed it, um, but I certainly wasn't a world beater by any stretch of the imagination. But I did love it, and I was improving relatively rapidly, and so I just stuck with it and. I actually drove to the Olympic trials in 1992 to watch. Um, I didn't qualify for them, but I sat there in the stands and I said, I really think in four years I can do this. And I'm not really sure who believed that, but um, I just stuck with it. And 
Um, you know, I was able to get a sponsor my first year out of college, very modest um, sponsor. I ran for ASICs. And then um, I was actually part of, you know, there's a lot of training groups out there today. Um, but I was part of one uh, at a time when there weren't many. Um, and that was very helpful for me. I was out of a, a, a group that was based in Washington, D.C., and I lived about 100 miles from there, so I would train with them only occasionally. But it was just a, a really good recipe for me, and um, I had a huge breakthrough, and then I made the Olympic team in 1996. Well, that, that's wonderful. So what were your events or your event? Um, my event was the 1,500 meters. A little bit longer one. Right, right. But how did it turn out for you? Um, it actually is kind of a bittersweet story. Um, so I was happy to make the Olympic team and I actually ran professionally for about six more years mm -hmm. um, beyond that. And um, But at the Olympic trials, I actually felt a really awful sensation in my foot. But of course, I can't even describe the amount of adrenaline that you have at that mm -hmm. event. And then certainly if you make the team. Um, there's, a, I had a lot of, um, endorphins going on in my body to block out any kind of pain. I was just really excited. And over time it, it just became obvious that it was really debilitating. And, um, I tore my plantar fascia. Oh and, no. Yeah. And I even, um, called USA track and field and said, listen, I just don't think it's going to come together. And they said, listen, we think you have a bright future in the sport. We want you on the team. Come down. So I was lucky. I had a lot of doctors really pulling out all the stops to try to get me healthy. And, and, um, I wasn't very healthy, but I had an incredible experience. I was in the opening ceremonies and I ran in the first round and it was just, you know, I, I couldn't even put much weight on it. Um, so yeah, it didn't turn out well performance wise, but it was certainly the experience of a lifetime and actually kind of shaped, um, some of the philosophies I have about, you know, coaching and in my coaching. Mm-hmm. Well, ev they say everything happens for a reason. So I guess uh, I, I to... definitely believe that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what an experience you got to go through the opening ceremonies. It's pretty exciting. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's unlike anything. I, it's indescribable. It was just awesome. That's excellent. So when did you decide you wanted to be a coach? Well, I kind of knew, you know, during that whole process and during my whole training, um, I was very lucky at, at my alma mater. I went to James Madison University and the coaches there, um, they, they kind of made it possible for me to stay there in, in the same environment where I had been. And um, the, the men's head track coach actually gave me a graduate assistant um, position to be a bit of a coach, but mostly so I could train. But, you know, I think I just knew um, even from the limited amount of coaching I did when I was training that I was very passionate about it. And, you know, I, I loved some of the highs of my own running and, and running fast and competing all over the world, but there's nothing like, you know, when somebody that you work with achieves their goals, you know, and I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. Um, and so I was lucky that I was able to dabble in it some when I was running. And then once I kind of stepped away from competing, um, that's what I've been doing, you know, um, since you know basically the year right around 2000 and um i just am very very passionate about it mm -hmm. so you're a natural teacher then well i think you have to teach you know yeah. and i think i think effective coaches are not necessarily dictators but they do everything they can to become your partner you know especially as you become a young adult you know 
you you educate them about the training process and what what it takes to to help them achieve the goals that they've set for themselves and and hopefully you develop you know a communication level and a partnership with the athletes and and everybody's different and that communication has to be different and that's kind of your job as a coach is trying to figure out what makes each of these individual athletes tick um and i just have always loved that whole process yes yeah that's exciting and to see your students um improve and get better at Okay, let's say if I sign up with the coach or with with you or with what's the first things that you do with this with a with a new student? Well, um, you know, so I spent most of my career in the NCAA, but I've always coached um, a small group of professional athletes. And just mm-hmm. recently um, and, you know, kind of along that way, I would kind of mentor some, you know, maybe first time marathoners or, you know, runners that didn't have a very extensive background that wanted to get in shape. But now I've actually, um, my husband's a football coach and he was so incredibly supportive of my NCAA career and, and while I've been coaching professional athletes. And um, so he's now coaching at the University of Pennsylvania. Um, he coaches, he's the defensive coordinator there. And it's just kind of been a natural time for me to segue out of the NCAA. And so mm-hmm. now I coach pretty much all private athletes. Um And so the first thing I do is, you know, we'll have a phone conversation and I'll kind of explain to them, you know, how it works with me as a coach. And then I I don't, if they say, okay, I want to sign up, I say, you know what, I don't want to do that right away. I want you to really reflect on this and see if you feel like we could be good partners. And I always have them kind of take that time to really kind of process everything we talked about, because if they don't feel like it's a good fit, then it typically won't work. Mm. Um, and so once, if they come back and say, you know what, I do feel like it's a good fit, then I would send out, you know, kind of a questionnaire intake form that just try to, tries to gather, you know, as much information about them as I can, you know, injury history, what their training has been, what things have worked really well for them, what things haven't. Um, and then I kind of, if they tell me, for instance, my goal is a New York city marathon in 2019. So I'll kind of start from that goal and work backwards and come up with, you know, a fluid plan. Mm -hmm. And then I'll create an online training calendar for them. Um, And that plan is kind of given to them on a weekly basis. And certainly we can talk about the plan and what is the long-term plan, but I give it in week chunks just because runners tend to be fairly type A and so if they have this whole master plan and I come in and make some tweaks, sometimes that just kind of, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. after, they're just like, why are you changing it? And so I give it to them, you know, every week. So no later than Sunday evening, they're able to see, okay, this is my plan for the week. Um, and I'll provide a lot of um, ancillary exercises, almost like physical therapy exercises that are kind of tried and true with a lot of my even professional athletes and say, hey, let's do these exercises three times a week. And, you know, I'm very aware that people have really busy lives. So I try to pick, get a lot of bang for the buck and give really like quick and concise, but effective exercises for them to perform in conjunction with their running. Mm -hmm. And then we get into, you know, nutrition and if they're doing the longer stuff, the fueling and the ultra races, you know, how are we going to, what's the best way to keep, you know, your fuel levels up and your salt levels up and hydration and, So we kind of try to be as complete as we can. 
And um, so that's that's kind of how it works. And then certainly if they're local, then we get into, you know, we can get into form and biomechanics. But that's even been, you know, with with, you know, video cameras and, um, you know, FaceTime and everything. I've I've really been able to work with a lot of athletes well on form, even just through videos or even, you know, sending me footage of them having their gait analysis done in a running shoe store. Like we've we've gotten a lot done, even, um, you know, coaching virtually. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, if, if they aren't local, then they can just send you just videos of their runs or something. Absolutely. Like that. Yep. And, and I always tell them, you know, the, the, I'm going to work much better for you with, you know, more feedback. And again, that whole idea of becoming partners together. And the more I learn about them, you know, my job is to take away all that worry and stress so they, that they can get to their main goal, you know, whatever that race is, say that. New York City Marathon and stand on the starting line and just feel like they've done everything they can, you mm-hmm. know, and they're ready for for any type of race. And, you know, of course, I don't have all the answers and, and I have incredible mentors that I can talk and I talk with and get some questions answered. And, you know, I, like I said, I love to hear what they've done in the past and what has worked, because if it's worked, why would I go in and really kind of rewrite the whole plan? So we just kind of try to to keep athletes super motivated. And I believe they stay motivated by staying healthy and going out there and having a little bit of success every single day. You know, even if it's just an easy recovery run, they, and they were really tired, they know, Hey, I was successful today because I took it really easy and I know I'm going to feel good tomorrow or the next day and be ready to run fast again. Um, so, you know, I think, I think it can work really well. And, and now, you know, I'm very biased. You know, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> coaching is my passion, it's my career. And so I do think, you know, for a lot of reasons, it's, it's, it can be really helpful to have a coach, if nothing else, just to take one more stress off your plate and let somebody else do the worrying about, you know, are you doing the right things in your training? Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that you can, you can watch them or you can listen to them and it, sometimes it's the little things, the little glitches in our mechanics that can cause injuries or make us run a little bit slower we can run a little bit faster if if we step this way instead of this way or turn our you know arms this way you know there it's just the teeny little things that can make a big difference absolutely yeah both in in you know running economy but also you know staying healthy Yes, indeed. And especially if you just help them a little bit with their food choices and things like that, that can make a world of difference too. Yeah. Yep. And we talk a lot about, you know, how fast can we get recovered? You know, because recovery is the name of the game and Mm -hmm. what little thing, you know, I always say, Hey, your performance enhancing drug, you know, for lack of a better term is sleep and water. You know, you need to do a great job with those two things. And then of course your diet and what you fuel yourself with and, flexibility and all those little things but really if you're if you're drinking enough water and you're getting a lot of sleep you're gonna you're gonna recover well and sometimes people just need to hear that from somebody else you know right well they they need i mean that's why you're you're a professional and and you know these things because you study them and and you spend your life finding the best ways to do things and it's really worth it to me for someone who doesn't have the as you say doesn't have the time they but they want the best run and the best race that they can 
you know, they, they don't want to work hard and, and not have good results or, or be, be extremely disappointed for all the hard work they put into. Like one example is, is in training, there's training cycles and a lot of regular runners don't understand with training cycles that you, you run hard, what, two, two or three weeks, but then you have to take a down week and, right. and you can't continue to, to in, increase and increase and increase without going down every, every couple of weeks or so to give your body a rest. Yep. And, you know, sometimes, you know, athletes are, again, type A and driven and they have big goals. And, you know, sometimes they don't want to do that. But, you know, I think I feel like it's a coach's job of explaining kind of just what you just said. You know, why are we doing this? You know, exactly. and they get, they get a little bit more invested in it and more excited to do it the right way. And, you know, I think uh, I think it's, you know, having a coach is, is so beneficial just for number one, not having to worry about it and kind of having the plan done for you, but also just to learn, hey, why am I doing this? Right, right. And and a lot of times if someone's going out for a big race, if they want to do their first marathon, they've never done a marathon before. And maybe there's a little bit of fear, intimidation, and a coach can help them get past that, too. Absolutely. I think the mental component is huge. Um just kind of maybe just a little bit of tweaking about the way you talk to yourself and the things that, you know, that, that you should be thinking about and not, not worrying about the things you can't control. And, you know, all those little things that people maybe just have never been told. Yeah. I mean, what's it worth to have someone on your side to, to, to be your own little cheering squad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I always say, you know, if, if you're going to hire me, it's one more person on your team. You know, maybe you have a chiropractor, they're on your team. You know, maybe you have, you know, a massage therapist, they're on your team. And, you know, um, a coach is just another person, like you said, in your corner that wants to help you get where you want to go. Absolutely. I think that's awesome. And I may think about getting one after this race. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, well, that's... it's just so I just think there's a whole it's just so nice to stand on the starting line and not have that question. Did I do the right things? And, you know, again, that doesn't mean I have all the answers and I'm not the end all be all. But you mm -hmm. don't have to worry about it. You know? Yeah. 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 I think that's that's really good because there's so much responsibility and thought and worry that we all shoulder and I, I know it's just a race and everything but still it, it takes a lot of our time and a lot of our thought and, and all and all that worry but you know you think about it and you think you've got all this responsibility and people who have even even bigger races or or their first hundred or their first like I said marathon and they don't have anyone on their side or anyone to help them with it. It's what, what a huge help this would be. It, it can, it really can be. And of course, again, I'm biased. That's what I do, but <laughs> I love doing it. And I just love to see, you know, how people are so almost relieved that they just, all they have to do is pull up their online training calendar. The work's right there. They know if they have any questions, they can reach out right away. And, you know, it's just one less thing that they have to worry about and they can just go out and enjoy their run. Yes, yes, exactly. Do you still like to race? You know, again, going back to that <laughs> PE <laughs> elementary school, um, I, I just won't let myself race. And I know that's my hang up, but I just don't know if I can handle not being able to do what I used to do. And I certainly cannot, <laughs> you know, and just to not be able to compete at a high level, I just am... Ugh, it's, I don't practice what I preach at all, you know? <laughs> so for me, I don't know 
I haven't tried it in a long time, but I just don't even know if I would enjoy it. And, well, you know, again, mm-hmm. I, I speak mm-hmm. about my motivation for coaching. Well, a lot of that comes from just all the, you know, bullheaded mistakes I made as my, uh, during my time as an athlete. And because of those mistakes, a lot of overtraining and running way too hard too often, I've got a lot of like wear and tear injuries. My joints are all great, but I have a lot of scar tissue in my hamstrings and, and my calves. And so I can't even do the training to back it up, but I try to stay as fit as I can. And I try to run, you know, an hour at least once a week. Um, but it's just such a far cry from what I used to do. Um, so it's kind of frustrating. Well, I would just find a race that you can just have fun with even maybe a trail race and just have fun, you know, just enjoy it. (laughs) That's, that's the problem. I don't know if I I would have to, but that's what I I should do. See, I need a coach. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I can't even begin to understand the difference between going from competitive to going to, to just relaxing and enjoying it. So I can't even understand that, but you know, I could well, I see it with running. I love to go out and just go for a run. So it would just have to be that mindset. Like just go and run with these thousands of people. <laughs> well, well, you know, if you, it, that's why I say if you find a trail race, there's usually like one or 200 people and it's very yeah, and relaxing. I love trails. I love yeah. them. Yeah. And idea. it's a family. It's relaxed. It's just fun. And afterwards there's food and everyone just relaxing and you just made a whole bunch of new friends. And yeah, just, and that's all I've uh, all I've heard is that yeah. that community and everybody I've met that is an ultra runner or trail they're just incredible. And you can even do a small one, do a ten k, you know, just to start, just to start, and and just go a little slower than you would on the on the roads, and just see if you like it. You know? Yeah, I should. That's a really good. Yeah. Really I like that. I'm going to take that into consideration. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> and then you might you may even find a new sport that you want to do. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was your favorite race to run? Um, in terms of location or distance? Oh, whatever. What, which one did you always look forward to the most? Um, well, so I was, you know, primarily a track runner. And okay. so the neat thing about track and field, um, well, neat and kind of frustrating is, you know, track and field in Europe is really, really, you know, one of the marquee sports and, you know, they kind of have, sort of, you know, kind of like a little circuit over in Europe and there's all sorts of different races and the name of the circuit has changed over the years. And right now it's called the diamond league. And, and then those are, you know, the best athletes in the world race on the diamond league circuit, but then there's other smaller races kind of all over. And so, you know, both, both as a coach and an athlete, I would spend most of my summer over in Europe. Um, and I loved any of the races in Switzerland. I loved running in Italy um, I love running in Japan, um, you know, and it's just in places where, you know, people really appreciate the sport and are very educated about the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we would sign autographs and people would let crowd our buses and, you know, it was just, it was just really fun and really special. That's interesting. So they have whole professional leagues uh, over um, there then? Yeah, kind of. Um, oh. it's kind of very loosely sort of kind of like NASCAR, you know, Mm -hmm. you just go all these certain races and um, yeah, they have a diamond league final. So all the people that accumulate the points, the, the top athletes are invited there. And um, yeah. And like I said, there's smaller level races, you know, all over and it's, it's, it's wonderful. It was a tremendous opportunity. Wow. That's really fun. 
It was fun, yeah. Yeah, cool. But you have some some good stories from there too. Oh yeah, for sure. I was gonna say a lot of the time, you know, because you're over there and and you know, just like any race, mm-hmm. you know, you want to be really rested. And so there's a lot of boredom. But it's just like you were saying about the community. You spend so much time with all these people and a lot of the stories are just from hotel lobbies playing cards and you know, just funny stories like that. It's not like we can go sightsee over there, but well, that's um, true. You can't go partying or anything. Right. <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> it becomes a really big camaraderie, and it's really it's really fun. Wow. So the elevation in Switzerland didn't get to you, or was it easy to uh, uh, No, most of the races were at sea level. Um, <laughs> like, you know, the biggest race there is um, – there's a big race in Lausanne. Okay. Um, you know, so, you know, all at sea level pretty okay. much for the most part, yeah. Oh, that's not bad. And, but, and it's such a beautiful place to run, I mean, if oh, you're going to run. Absolutely. Well, nice. That's very good. To just like a bullet point thing, what are the best reasons that for someone to hire, for a regular runner to hire a coach? I would say probably first and foremost is to stay healthy. You know, um, if you hire a good coach, and obviously, um, just like anything, there are coaches out there that, you know, maybe don't really um, individualize the training. Um, and so, you know, I think you have to find the right coach for you. But I think one of the big reasons I say to hire a coach is to stay healthy. Um, number two would probably be just to enhance your confidence. You know, again, learning why am I doing this and having somebody kind of structure the plan and, you know, have it all kind of head towards the big goal that you have and plan your season and plan other races um, during that buildup and, you know, that just creates a lot of confidence and, um, you know, and then, you know, also to keep you accountable, you know, you, you have this whole week plan in front of you and you know what you have to do. And, um, you know, I think sometimes if you have that in front of you, it's just like when you say you're going to meet somebody for a run, well, you're not going to not show up, you know, and it's kind of the same thing with this calendar. If you're hiring a coach and you're investing into this, you know, both with your time and money, um, you know, then I think it's a, a good accountability tool. Yes, yeah, that's very good. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Hope we've gave some great information to the runners of what why it would be a great idea to hire a coach, especially if you have a big race coming up. And I want to thank you very much for joining me. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been so great. Yeah, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. And you gave a lot of information, got to learn an awful lot. And I have to start seriously thinking about that for future for me, maybe for next year. (laughs) But um, thank you very much. And you have a great evening. Good. Well, thanks again for having me. Thank you for joining us, Julie. That was Julie Benson, professional running coach. And I'll have all her contact information on the website. So before I forget, here is our disclaimer. You are listening to a running and fitness podcast. I'm a certified personal trainer and lifelong back-of-the-pack runner. All opinions expressed are just that. Opinions. Feel free to disagree. Well, if you decide to get a running coach, there's just a few rules or a few things you should take note. I really like the way Julie talks to people online and then has them think about it for a day or two before they make a decision. I think that's really smart. And then even after they make a decision, she sends out a questionnaire to make sure they fit right with her. I think that's really, really smart. If you decide to get 
a running coach and the coach seems too anxious to take you on, that's a red flag that maybe it wouldn't be the right person for you. Maybe they can't find clients because they're not great. So if someone is too anxious to add you on or to take you on, don't be so anxious to take them on because it's all up to you. It's your money. Take your time. Find a running coach that is good for you, that fits you, that understands what you need, that listens to you, that wants to understand exactly what you want to get from a running coach. It is up to you, not them. They are working for you. Just remember that. So take your time because it's not cheap. You know, even if you do it virtually, it's still not, it's still kind of an expensive investment and it really is an investment in your running. So you want to take it, be smart, take your time and find someone that fits exactly into what you want. So thank you so much for joining us. As you know, the website is MarthaRunsTheWorld.com. We have a Facebook group, Martha Runs the World podcast group, Facebook group. You can find it that way. You can email me at MarthaRunsTheWorld at gmx.com. If you would like to do a little more, you can donate money through um, monthly through Patreon, and there's a little button for that on the website, or you can make a one-time donation of $3 through Coffee. that's K-O-F-I, and there is also another button for that on the website, so go for it. And we have a lot of great shows coming up, as usual, and until next week, let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a run.